This is Beth Bruno, and you're listening to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast. Welcome back to the Fierce and Lovely Podcast, where each week my daughters and I process topics that moms and teens are asking about. Helping you foster a more connected relationship and maybe learning about Gen Z along the way. sharing a snippet of an interview with Alexandra Kirkendall on friendships. As a mom to four, author, speaker, and host of the Open Door Sisterhood podcast, Alexandra gets female relationships. And this topic has been real and raw in my home for years. And while I long for a day when it is no longer a thing, I also know that day will probably never come. If you're wired to connect I think you're going to relate to this conversation. And Ella and Sophie and I sure hope this normalizes the conversations you're having in your home or your car. Here we go. You know, we often feel like everybody else is having a great time and we're the only ones sitting at home. This can be us as women as well. Like we think we're the only ones who are feeling lonely. And I hear this a lot from women, why does it seem like other people can make friends and I can't? When the truth is, there are likely more people who are out there lonely, wondering where their friends are too, than we think there are. But also, we don't know the quality of relationships that other people are experiencing. We only know what we perceive. Mm -hmm. And so what we perceive is based on observation, whether, and that can be a very filtered very curated experience if it's on social media or it can be just from a distance sitting in class watching other people talk about something to remind our girls that we don't know how lonely other people feel in the middle of a crowd Hmm. because that is a a reality that it can seem like um, somebody is quite popular and and quite satisfied with her life And the truth is there is a lot of pain and grief in there. Uh And so um, that is also a life lesson that is something for both us moms Mm -hmm. and for our daughters. Yeah. I think one of the most important things as we enter into a conversation about friendships is naming that friendships are so core to who we are as women young women, me as an adult woman, and that it is part of how we are wired. And it is no surprise then that that would be one of the most challenging parts about being a woman (laughs) is developing deep connected relationships that we crave. And so I just want to name that entering in with honesty and vulnerability, I think is part of the pathway forward. That if we as women and girls can start talking just really transparently about how challenging and difficult 
friendships can be, that we are sometimes really lonely in a crowd of people, even though no one else might perceive that. I just think that removes this feeling of isolation and that I'm the only one in the world experiencing that. And Sophie, I know that you experienced that personally just a couple of years ago and really resonated with what she said about feeling lonely in a crowd of people. Why don't you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, so in seventh grade, I had a group of friends that weren't really fulfilling to me. In fact, I stopped calling them friends out of your advice. Um, And so it would look like I would be sitting at the lunch table laughing with this great group of girls or walking around outside, hanging out with these people, but I was actually really lonely. And so to a bystander, it would look like I had a great group of friends, but inside it was just a bad year. And I look back on it and like, I would name myself as depressed and I would say like, that's really when God came and took me in his arms when I was like at my lowest of my low. Hmm. But you would say that you were lonely because you just did not feel seen or known. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about how you can feel so lonely surrounded by so many people? Yeah, well, I don't really know, honestly. Um, I think it was just a whole blur of pain. So I think I just felt like I could walk away and no one cared. Um, during my woman year, that's kind of how you based my word for my crypt text. Um, I just, I needed to feel loved and adored and all these things. And I didn't feel that way with my friends and I didn't feel like I was wanted anywhere. Hmm. I remember that year vividly. I remember you going to, um, was it a retreat with church youth group or was that a a wildlife retreat? You went, you went on a retreat and that is what God really gave you that word, that same word adored. You are adored. And one of the leaders even echoed that. And I remember you just held on to that, that year because it was so, it was such in contrast to how you felt with the friend group. Right. That was youth group and that was our youth leader during a worship night um it was during reckless love while ella was singing reckless love and i'm getting like all worked up about it right now because she came up to me and she said god has told me that you just need to be seen and it was like he spoke to her and he told her what i needed to hear Mm -hmm. yeah and so that is so core to all of us, right? That we just long to be seen. And so often we can be unseen, surrounded by a group of people. And I think it's it's easy in some ways to just, at least there's people around, right? Right now, at least I'm not totally alone at a table during lunch, but in some ways, it's even more painful to sit there and to feel so unseen and unknown. And I love how God met you in mm-hmm. that pain. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that's so true for for many of us, and we don't talk about it enough. And so we continue on assuming, 
right? Assuming that because of, you know, oh, look, there's the table and everyone's laughing and Sophie included. And so like, there's no way I can go and and be friends with Sophie because she's got her group. We just assume things. Or we see posting and pictures and things we missed on, on social media, and we just assume. And I love that she named, as women, we do the same thing as you girls. And so I think just bringing it to the light and talking about our times of loneliness, our places of feeling um, just unknown, is is just vital to replacing that isolation with actual connection. And I think sometimes it takes the courageous move to say, hey, I, I need you. I am oftentimes the one who, who listens and I, I talk and I ask questions and I'm curious and I need you to ask me some questions. Um, or I, I need connection. Like I'm on my own and I'm, I'm new here or I'm on my own and I just don't have a whole lot of people in my life. I, I need to see, I need coffee with you more than once a month. Like sometimes it takes us courageously stating our need and that feels so vulnerable, doesn't it? And that story, Sophie, was two, two years ago and I've just seen so much growth in, in you since in being able to do that courageous thing, to tell our listeners just generally without specifics, what happened even a couple months ago? Well, my school held just something that would get new freshmen to meet each other. And so we all put out our phone numbers and we put out our interests and then they emailed all of us and gave us each other's phone numbers and what we were interested in. And they said, it's your responsibility to make friends. We're not going to do this for you. And I read that and I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) Like, yeah, it is my responsibility. And I want this good group of friends. And I have this vision of what I want in high school. And I need to make that. So I texted these people and they were like, wow, you're really cool for like actually reaching out to me. I wanted to, but I was too scared, but I'm really glad that you did. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I am pretty cool. Like, I just texted all these strangers, and I just went out to coffee with one of them, and I'm super excited to meet some more of them, hopefully when school actually starts. Mm -hmm. And if they only knew how many how many runs of the texting we went through and how much (laughs) editing we did and how much courage it took to do that. Mm -hmm. But you know now, like... You have to go after the, mm-hmm. the good friendships that you want. Yeah. And that's going to mean stepping out of your comfort zone in some big ways. Yeah. I love that about you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Fierce and Lovely podcast. You can find more great resources on raising teen girls in 2020 at www.fierceandlovely.org. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, lonely, or stuck, Well, every month, a community of women is coming together online to become more intentional mothers to teen girls and to develop the connection they deeply long for. We call it the Fierce and Lovely Moms Membership Community, and you can learn all about it at fierceandlovely.org. So recently, I've been very into this YouTube channel called Yes Theory, and their slogan is to seek discomfort. And going into a new high school where I don't know anyone 
and starting on a new lacrosse team with girls who have played their entire lives and who know each other from recent seasons, I have had to start to live into this idea of seeking discomfort because when we seek discomfort, we find true growth because we're not going to grow where we're comfortable. We're not going to grow where we know what's happening or where we're not seeking out new experiences and new people. We grow when we are doing something that we're not cool with, like skydiving. That's not something that we are naturally okay with just jumping out of a plane, but then once you land, then you're like, holy crap, that was an amazing experience. I would love to do that again, that kind of thing. I have learned to just jump out of the plane and put fear away, acknowledge it, but it's not the thing that is going to pilot my life. 